Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is going on, everyone? And welcome back along to your home of rugby. And this week, it is another round of Super Rugby Aotearoa and Super Rugby AU. We are previewing the four matches that you have got coming your way over Friday and Saturday. And I'm probably one of the only ones, but we can rejoice there's no Sunday games. So I can watch all the matches this weekend uh, at home and not miss them while I'm at work. We do, of course, have our special guest on the show this week. And it's, it's not Shane. Unfortunately, Shane has been unable to make it this week, but we've we've brought in the replacements, we've brought in the substitutes, and it's the main man himself back on the show. Uh, Paul, welcome back again. We're a little bit different here to, uh, this time, aren't we, than what we normally are, but uh, welcome along. How are you going? Oh, great. Thank you. Yeah, and um, great for you. Thank you for um, joining up with New Zealand Sports Radio and uh, bringing your show across to uh, our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter channels as well. Great to, great to have you aboard um, the, uh, yeah, the, the 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 great boat or the ship that is uh, that is New Zealand Sport Radio. Yes, Sorry, Chris, I'm... we can be found everywhere now, can't we? We found my channel uh, on your Facebook page, um, on New Zealand Sports Radio uh, YouTube page, and all sorts of places wherever you can find it. We're everywhere now. We're exploding um, all over, all over the internet. So you can find us and all our thoughts and comments uh, everywhere you go. So, Paul. We've got four games this week to look forward to. We've got two teams on by the Crusaders and the Rebels are missing out. But um, let's dig straight into it. First game of the weekend. Oh, it's good to have the boys back. It's We've, we've, we've missed them for a wee while, but look at this. We, I've taken over your, your software as well, but look at this. My, look at this. The Highlanders are on my side as well. That's even better. Highlanders and the Hurricanes, game number one. Oh, it's nice to see the lads back um, at home as well, back from the bye up against this Hurricanes team who last weekend, uh, let's say, they're less than impressive in that second 40 minutes, weren't they? I think something that the uh, the Highlanders especially will be looking forward to uh, that second 40 minutes, weren't they? No, absolutely. It's um, Look, they've uh, they've had time to, to, to fix a few things. They're up against a team that um, hasn't won a game all season. So, look, they, they've got to be uh, – they've got to come into this one fizzing, thinking um, – Knowing that uh, if they're going to make that final, it's only the top two that make it into the final. Um, that they they know they're, they're going to. Ha- this is one they have to pick up the uh, try bonus point with as well. So a little bit of pressure actually on the Highlanders coming into this as favourites. Um, and 
so yeah, it's uh, it's got that that'll be an interesting change for them as well, I think. Being favourites, come on now, come on! The Highlanders always go into every match with the belief and positivity that they are the favourites for the games. But going into this one, they've named a, a couple of changes. They welcome back um, a name that most of us will be familiar with. So we'll go through these two sides. We'll go through both sides are together and um, see what we think about the matchup for the Highlanders back at home, Forsyth Bar, back in the roof. It's a great place to be, um, and they have named, I think, a strong side. But there is a few question marks over it. So starting off the front row, Ethan De Groot, the Southlander. Yes, another Southlander in that front row. And, and it's a, a propped up front row for the Highlanders with Ash Dixon in the middle and Siati Tokalahi, another Southlander in that number three jumper. Uh, Bryn Evans, he's a new na name coming in. But the one finally returning that the Highlanders will be happy about is Putty Putty Parkinson coming back to his number five jumper. Alongside him in that uh, forward pack will be Shannon Frizzell, Billy Harmon and Marino McAlley too, completing the forwards. Aaron Smith becomes the highest-capped Highlander in history with his 154th appearance, surpassing his namesake, Ben Smith, um, in that, that position. So he's up for a milestone as well. Partnering him in the halves, Mitch Hunt wears 10, Sierra Topkinson and Michael Collins in midfield, John Ricky on the left wing, and here's a debutante as well. Freedom, Bahakolo wearing 14, and Joshuani, at fullback. Now, plenty to, to dissect there, but let's have a look at first the Hurricanes team before we do too much of that. So, their front row, Xavier Numea, Dane Coles is back in the Hurricanes after missing out on all their opening matches so far. Tyrell Lomax completes the front row. Scott Scrafton returns. He partners Isaiah Walker-Lerieri in the, the middle of the pack. Red Princeep, Dupasek Karifi and Adi Savia complete their forwards. Moving into the back line, Luke Campbell once again with Auburn Ledger. That's an area that we're going to be seeing targeted, no doubt. La Mappi and Proctor in midfield. Uh, Salisi Rayasi on the left wing. He keeps his spot. Wes Houston has kicked out Julian Salvia and Jordi Barrett is at the back. On the bench, there's a, a number of talking points as well, Paul, especially for the Highlanders, uh, Kazuki Himino. Finally, we get to see the superstar Japanese from the Rugby World Cup in action, hopefully, later on this match in the Highlanders. But both sides have a number of question marks about them, don't they, Were of areas that are just not quite as good as we see from the top teams, like the Crusaders, those weak areas. Yeah, what's going to be interesting is that we've got a, a new engine room for the Highlanders, so uh, how well are they going to go together? Um, a bit surprising, Josh Dixon on the bench there. Uh, you've um, and uh, look, we we had a bit of fun and games trying to figure out who he was um, before the, before the before this in our pre pre show chat. But Freedom uh, Vahakulu, um, who uh, I got mixed up with, um, uh, I've gone blank now. As another Freedom, anyway. Um, but so, so yeah, it's going to be Nuku. Sorry, Fire Nuku, the Crusaders Fire one. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I just, I just yeah, the crusade one. Uh, Freedom Fainuku. Yeah, so I got mixed up with who who he was, but um, look, it, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes as well. So as you say, um, question marks, a few question marks in there for the um, for the Highlanders. Uh, that uh, and Perry Perry Parkinson coming back is, is is great, and he's also just re-signed as well, um, which says he's enjoying himself down there. So um, so that's all good. Um, Nicholas says um, Dixon's no good. Well, hmm, interesting. Oh. I'm not sure about that one, but um, look again, this is. So some question marks there. Some things that, that are good to see there. Look, we've got um, Michael Collins in the in the centres. I think that's pretty a good. Uh, uh, that's going to be a solid centre partnership there. Uh, you've got Joshuani and Mitchell Hunt um, can be able to um, play that dual play, make a role, um, and switch in and out. So look, it's it's a um, yeah happy with, um, with with the way they've gone there. 
Um, and uh, they got so look, I mean, with Liam Coltman, Aidan Johnson, uh, Josh Dixon, Kazuki Hemino, uh, Fakatava, uh, Manga Zensen, Gordon Basher. I mean, that's a that's a good bench for the Highlanders, um, which mm. uh, no, normally I guess one of those things we'll do is say, yeah, not sure about the, some, some of the players on the bench with the Highlanders, but no, that that's in some ways it's a stronger bench than it is a 15. Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't think there's any any weakness to come off the bench for them, which I think is is uh, is a good thing for the Highlanders. So the last um, uh, the the the, uh, uh, the I guess the last that's um, that last twenty minutes should be good for the Highlanders, I think. Yeah, I think it's an area they they really do target for the match, don't they? They look to finish the game strongly, uh, stay competitive throughout the match, and and really just I mean, give like the Crusaders do, don't they? They're very very strong finishers. Um, Oh, Nicholas is really putting the boot into anyone, isn't he, at the moment? But uh, you, you can't argue with him, I guess. Can you, Parkinson? Uh, a good talent. I mean, uh, Josh Dixon, I think, was good last season. Really, like a, a journeyman sort of workhorse sort of player um, that was valuable to the Highlanders. Uh, but they don't have those out and out superstars uh, like you like to see in those positions. But I think getting into this game, looking at the the matchups between two sides, the Highlanders have kind of I don't know what you think about this, but. That number 10 jumper, I think they've looked at this and they've gone, okay, if we're going to see Auburn Ledger uh, partnering up with Luke Campbell again in that 10 and 9 jumpers, now's a chance to see what we can do, you know, putting Mitch Hunt uh, up in that number 10 jumper and, and chancing that arm. They, they like to swap them around, but this is an opportunity, isn't it, for them to give that guy a chance to actually be the leader in that back line and Mitch Hunt to take control of that team in an area that he's probably going to be the better player, if for no disrespect to Ledger, but heading into that, he's got to say he's got the advantage, especially that nine ten um, partnership. Absolutely, that night that that's uh, and you've got to feel sorry for um, Luke Campbell. He is going to be basically harassed by uh, Aaron Smith the whole way through there, and he's just uh, he's not going to have time to to think himself. And so, um, yeah, that, that's the Hurricanes' problem, isn't it? Is that nine ten there? Um, Luke Campbell, uh, especially when you've got Ardy Severa at eight. Look, Ardy Severa, wonderful player, but he's not really an experienced eight, uh, as in sort of managing the back of a scrum in the, in the, in the same way that, uh, say, Kieran Reid is, for example. Um, mm. So, um, yeah, I think at the back of scrums, uh, look for Aaron Smith to really try and disrupt that um, when for the Hurricanes put-ins. Uh, then, um, But I'm happy to see um, Ryassi on there rather than and um, rather than Julian Severa, to be honest. Um, Wes Hooson, there's a guy who's out of form as well. Um, so yeah, a bunch of question marks um, in there. I mean, now Mappy has been fading in and out of games. Uh, he's had his moments, but um, and with um, a pack that's not been giving them great front football. But Dane Coles is back, so um, clearly they've got themselves an, uh, an extra midfielder on the pitch uh, with, with, with 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 or an extra winger on the pitch with him. Yeah. Um, and um, and you look at their bench and. I, I think they got the okay. Um, you got um, Rackety Stones and Maffa, they got a decent front row on the bench there with Riccatelli, Rackety Stones, and um, Maffaleo. Uh, but um, yeah, amongst uh, the, the, the 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 backs, I yeah, I, I'd, I'd rather have the um, the Highlanders bench than the Hurricanes bench. To be honest with you, uh, so uh, yeah, I think the Landers to really put um, stretch away in the last quarter for me in this one. Oh, interesting. Uh, we- Big, nice to see the uh, two Umanga Jensen boys going head-to-head as well. Uh, we've got um, Thomas Umanga Jensen on the bench for the Highlanders and Peter Umanga Jensen on the bench for the Hurricanes. So I'm – come on, Paul, we, we dig into this with margins. I'm backing my boys to get it done. Highlanders by just four points. Uh, I, I hope 
that you're going to go a lot more extravagant in this one because you said you're going to pull away at the end there. So uh, come on, money with the mouth is where's your three dollars going by with ten plus? Come on. Um, so I'm just I've, I've, I'm just quickly pulling up my, my my prediction article that's on nzsportradio.com, um, so that I'm consistent with what I with what I wrote yesterday. To make sure, <laughs> yeah, than, I write it down just so I do the same thing. <laughs> the, um, um, oh dear, it's somewhat some it's uh, it's 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 behind a paywall. Um, um, <laughs> and it won't open up. No, that's no, that's really bad. Isn't it? But I'm, I'm blocked by my, by my own paywall. Um, I've got Highlanders by ten. Oh, he's gone double figures. Absolutely. The, 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 the Highlanders are, are, are comfortable favourites in this one. Look, the Hurricanes haven't won a game all season, folks. Come on. This is, uh, I say, the, the Landers going this one is, is, is pretty strong favourites. I think there's actually only one game that's going to be close this weekend. They capitulated last week, didn't they? Boy, they, they really did fell apart like a, a cookie that hadn't been or had been in the oven too long and just fell to pieces. Just terrible baking um, by the Hurricanes. They'll want to definitely improve on that uh, heading into this one. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you on there. At home as well has to account for something for the Highlanders and uh, yeah that's going to be a good start. I'm I'm on your side. Go ten plus. Yeah, love it. Brilliant. Let's move on. Game number two. We move across the ditch with the Brumbies. I always get the home teams, which is good because they generally win up against the Western Force. Um, oh, now we do have these. We need a five minutes um, managed um, uh, quarantine before we talk about this game. Oh, geez, don't even, don't even, don't even go there. We're gonna. Okay, hey, I've got the power to mute you now, so we can. <laughs> Game number two, Brumbies, uh, Western Force. Western Force are in a bit of trouble. They've lost a, a number of players, well, key players, a couple of key players uh, to injury for this one. Uh, whereas the Brumbies, well, they're not quite rolling on like they have this season, and there've been a few hiccups, um, especially against those Reds. Uh, but the this is a sort of game where you look at and say, coming back from the bye. Now the Brumbies, a bit of a rest after that loss, that first loss, and the loss, first loss in a long, long time as well, especially at home. Uh, I think this is maybe a bit of an opportunity and uh, what the focus for them will be to, to make a statement. Uh, the force will be a bit high on life after pushing the Reds much further than anyone would have even close to expected last week, especially away from home as well. They'll be feeling confident where well, the Brumbies want to go out here and make a statement, won't they? Uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the Brumbies do need to bounce back from that and show that there's no there's no hangover from uh, that game against um, uh, against the Reds. Uh, and uh, I mean, looking at the side, um, it's one that uh, I think will be oh, that, that will clearly typical Brumbies will be looking at grinding it out uh, and uh, yeah, dominating the game both not on just on the scoreboard but actually on the pitch as well uh, and, and where they're going to be playing. So, um, but it's going to be interesting because I, th- I thought Western Force. Uh, did very much a sort of rebels-like number on the Reds mm. last weekend, um, and um, the uh, I mean the rebels did a, did a bit of a number on the Brumbies as well, didn't they? Uh, I'm obviously not getting the win or anything, but um, but definitely frustrating them. So I think this could be uh, this this could be a very frustrating game for the Brumbies, uh, and it's whether they can hold their call um, through to the end there because they should come out on top. Don't get me wrong, but um, but I can see them being being uh, being frustrated by this uh, by this Western Force side in a similar way that the rebels did to them. I think these teams have got a bit of a, uh, a knack for finding that way to to almost outgrind their opposition in the way they play, don't they? The, the, the Rebels and now the Force of, of the last two weeks have certainly developed that ability. Um, but we'll have a look at the lineup. So I think there could be a few little key things, especially at fullback for uh, the Western Force, which I'm sure you'll be jumping in on that one, uh, Paul, as we get to it. But let's have a look at the two sides. Uh, well, for the Brumbies, uh, King things off as a home team. And you name the number one jumper, Harry Lloyd. Now, he's one 
who's come through their whole uh, player progression thing through their um, academy players and things like that. So there's a good start for the development of Brumbies rugby. Harry Lloyd starting in number one. He's forced the change of James Slipper to move across to three as he returns as well. The only constant there is Falau Fuanga keeps his spot in that number two jumper. Experience in the second row of Darcy Swain and Caden Neville. And then we move to the rest of the back line, uh, the back row, I should say. Rob Valentini, Jerome Brown, and Pete Samu complete the pack. Nick White, he wears the armband this week for the Brumbies, and he partners Noah Lolosio in those halves. In the midfield, Are Simone and Len Ikitao forging a, a very solid partnership in the middle of that back line. Mac Hansen on the left wing, Andy Miller hit the right, Tom Banks at fullback. It's business as usual for those guys with the high numbers on their backs. Up against them, though, the Western Force, a few changes here. Um, but if anything, it's given them a bit more experience in that Force jersey as players that have actually played for this team uh, before. So Tom Robinson, Filiti uh, Kautu'u is the hooker, and Greg Holmes at a tight head. Siliki Tamani gets his first start returning back to the Force, and he'll partner Jeremy Thrush in the second row. Fergus Lee Warner, Kane Kuteka, and Bernard Stander, captains from number eight. Thomas Cabelli and Jake McIntyre in the halves. Henry Tifu and Tavita Kurandrani in midfield. Marcel Braki on the left wing. Byron Ross in the right. And Jack McGregor at fullback. So you may notice there, Paul, straight away, um, there's no Richard Kahui. And um, at the back, there is no room for Rob Carney either. But let's not get all negative here. Another name you might uh, know from over in the north, Jordan Oliver Feller, wearing 23. A young star. Uh, a star of the future, definitely. How good to see him coming in now into Super Rugby and, and building on these guys from the North coming and testing themselves down here in Southern Hemisphere Rugby. Oh, it's going to be. Look, we had um, uh, Jim Archant do it last year as well. Some of the young... Um, so it's not just older guys who are doing it now. Um, and uh, sorry, folks, but my neighbour has been very neighbourly and cutting the grass that we, have, that we share between us. We have a little bit of shared grass. He's been very neighbourly and helping out by cutting that grass. Um, anyway... Um, yeah, look, you say it's not just the old guys who are coming down and trying it now. It's some of the young guys as well, which is good to see. Um, but yeah, with, with uh, look, with, with this force team, uh, sorry, um, losing that, that number of caps off the um, uh, an experience out of their team, I really am uh, worried about them now. Uh, beforehand, I thought, you know, I, mean, I made my prediction before um, I saw the lineups. So I, I say I wrote them yesterday. Having seen the lineup now, I'm even less. Uh, less happy with this Western Force side. And I think I'm, I, I'm worried for them this weekend. Hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a, a lot of experience, a lot of that stability uh, lost in that team, isn't it, from the last few weeks, which will be a bit of a concern. But, you know, Jack McGregor's been around a while. Marcel Braki's been around for years uh, in this Western Force side. So a bit more continuity, I think, in the, in the players that are playing uh, but definitely in the calibre of player uh, has certainly dropped off a little bit as well. So I think it's, yeah... If, if this was a full strength foresight, you'd say they got a decent chance of playing that, you know, having those guys that know how to grind down the result, play the game they want to play, and and like you said earlier, um, frustrate their opposition. I think this is probably a bit more of the Western Force side that if they do, um, if the Brumbies do get on top of them, could struggle to find their way back into the game. And, and hey, maybe maybe the opposite side of the scale is they might play a bit more attacking, exciting rugby like the old Western Force uh, did used to do uh, like last season. So we'll see how they do go. But we're both probably in grants here. Brumbies uh, to pick up a comfortable victory. Are you going, don't, don't tell me, Paul, you're not going two double-figure wins, are you? On one weekend. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've uh, seen before it's all the sides went Brumbies by 10. 
Um, as I say, I think it, it could blow out if they get ahead early. Mm. I'm going to go conservative here. I'm going. I'm going to back the Western Force to actually do something nice. I'm going to go Brumbies just by nine points. I'm not. I'm not going to flick that switch and go to the ten point buffer. Um, but should be hopefully the Western Force can actually contribute in this one and play some part in keeping this nice and tight because they don't want the Brumbies and the Reds to run away with it like the Crusaders are, do we? But you know, as long as anyone's beating the Blues, then that's all right. Because speaking of the Blues, let's go to match up number three: the Chiefs are at home. Up against the Blues. Paul, I'm going to give this one to you straight away. What happened last weekend to your Blues? How did things go so wrong? And why are the Chiefs going to just pull off upset of the century here back to back? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so I'm going to be at this game, folks. Um, I've got a media pass this one. So I'll um, so look out for post-match interviews um, or the post-match press conference being put up on the Facebook page on uh, NZ Sports Radio. Um, but um yeah, look, look, it's against the Crusaders. Uh, I'm not sure the Blues have got the belief yet um, to take on those Crusaders. And uh, yeah, and, and just look, some stupid stuff, let's be honest. Kurt Eklund um, with that suplex really was uh, very lucky. I mean, he should have been recorded, let's be blunt. Um, after what was a lovely try he scored, to do that was just, oh, he just had a total, total brain fart, didn't he? Let's be honest. Um, and uh, yeah, so you, you, you get yourself back into the game and then you go and do that and just give up another try and then and then yeah and then it's just it's just gone um so yeah so that's that's what happened with the blues yeah brain fart there and the chiefs look um they got a win wow i mean that's mm. a, a um i know you're upset about that because that means that uh, the, the highlanders now equal, are still equal with the chiefs on the longest losing streak ever in super rugby for a new zealand team um but um so yeah so you've got to say that uh that yeah so i mean their morale would be definitely be up um, or their confidence will be up after that, which is uh, which, which will be uh, massive for them. I know Stephen Harris, a regular on the on the channel, is um, is a little bit concerned about this one. He says, "Yeah, look, it'd be typical if the Chiefs did upset the Blues in this one." Um, and you've got to say, "Look, they've the, they've got that confidence." Um, the Blues, though, sh- I think that win by the Chiefs last weekend will help the Blues out because it means they're not coming into this one complacent. If you're definitely be coming down here with the Chiefs having uh, on that losing streak, still be like, "Yeah, look." They're losers. We can beat. We'll, we'll, we'll win it easily. Now that they've got the win, the Chiefs have got that win there. I think that sh- that should remove some of the Blues' complacency um, and arrogance. Um, so hopefully uh, they, they they won't uh, they won't underestimate this Chiefs team. There we go. Famous last words. So when the Chiefs come away with their two point victory, come back here. Uh, we'll be here. I'll be, I'll be expecting and waiting. Uh, no, I, I do agree with you on that. Uh, we'll look at the two teams because the Chiefs have named uh, a few changes, uh, especially. You'd say probably in their pack there's uh, one definitely that may well not raise a few eyebrows, but give a little bit more advantage to that blue side. So starting off with their front row, Aiden Ross, Samasoni, Takiaho, and Angus Tarval were the one, two, and three. And Samapenny Finnell with his third cap in a Chiefs jumper. He wears that number four jumper with Naitoa Akoi in the second row. Mitch Brown, Sam Kane, and Luke Jacobson are your six, seven, and eight with Brad Weber accompanying Caleb Trask once again in that uh, halves combination. Quinta Pyre and Anton Lena Brown at 12 and 13 with Sean Wainui coming back into the team on the left-hand side. Sean Stevenson uh, reunites the two Sean's together at 11 and 14 and Damian McKenzie uh, at fullback for the Chiefs. On the other side of the ledger for the Blues, uh, Alex Hodgman, uh, Laturu Tolai at hooker and Nipo Laulala, the former Chief, going up against his former side uh, in the front row there. 
Patrick Tuipotu captains the team again with a Josh Goodhue in the middle of the pack with Akira Ioane, Dalton Popali'i and Hoskins Satutu in the back row. Finley Christie returns. It's good to see him back in that number nine jumper. He's with Oteti Black again in those halves. Harry Plummer at 12, Rico Ioane 13, Caleb Clark and Mark Talia on the wings and Stephen Pitafecta at full back. Um, a bit of two talking points in that one. No real changes to that Blues uh, back row, especially all too much of the pack. Um, but for the Chiefs, where do they find you know, something to get up over this Blues side? They've got the weaknesses that they've found from the Crusaders, but they've got plenty of their own troubles, don't they? And how are they going to, I think, contain this Blues team? Because defense, I think, for them is going to be paramount not to concede because the Blues will just want to run and, and score points. They will do. Look, we, we listened to uh, Clayton McMillan and Antoinette Brown uh, the, uh, doing their media interviews from um, uh, this media as, as, as uh, the naming of these teams uh, ye- um, yesterday. Was it? I think it was. Um, and today. Um, today was today, from, from today. Sorry. Um, look, one of the things that I think was key or was interesting from uh, Clayton McMillan was saying that basically, if you're not training at the beginning of the week, you're not in the team um, on, the, on, on, on the weekend. So hence, that's why You've got two new wingers um, and um, Finau in there because those players just weren't able to train at the beginning of the week. They might be fit by the end of the week, but they've just said, "Look, no, if you're not fit on Tuesday, on Monday, Tuesday, that's it. We're not going to hurt. We're not going to risk you um, at the weekend." Um, which is good to see. So, for I with that concussion and, or, or with failing that HIA um, on the weekend, it's good to see the young guy being rested. They don't want to break him, um, but it is, he, he leaves a massive hole in that second row. Um, so. Yeah, big problem for them there. Um, Caleb Trask really needs to step up. Didn't have a great game last weekend, and it was really when he went off that the Chiefs suddenly clicked into gear and won the game. So there's a guy who's got something to prove um, in there, um, in that one. But I think in, in, in some ways, having him and then bringing him off and moving DMAC to, to 10 and having the DMAC-Chase-Tier-Tier uh, combination for when players are tired um, is, 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 is a great way of doing it. Start, I wouldn't start uh, DMAC and Chase because I think Against a, against a fresh team, they're not going to find the gaps in the time. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's good. I, think that's, I, I do like that tactic of or, um, or, or, towards their. Obviously, you're assuming no injuries and stuff. Um, interesting, Quince Pirate 12, because he plays 13 for, well, he's played 13 all the way through age grades. Um, they've moved him in and brought Antonette Brown out to 13. So another, another one there where you've got too many 13s and not enough 12s. So you don't really have that kit, second kicking option. Uh, but I guess with with Damon with Damon McKenzie, he's able to slot in. You don't need to worry about that too much. Um, but um, so there's that. There's there is there is that one there. Uh, congratulations, Sean Wainui. Actually, it's his 50th cap or 50th Super Rugby game. Um, be his 41st game for the Chiefs uh, this weekend. So 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 um, congratulations to him. But um, yeah, I'm a bit concerned, particularly about that engine room. Mm. Uh, but it does mean that someone like uh, Patrick Tuvalotu, who didn't have a great game against the Crusaders, needs to stand up um, and needs to show that consistency. Um, and um, so I think we're going to need we're going to need that there. Luke Jacobson, um, San Kane, Mitch Brown, a very different uh, back row to the Blues. Um, the Blues are going to have to be very careful around that breakdown um, because otherwise we'll be losing a lot of balls to them. Um, so Dalton Papulihi has got a massive um, uh, task for him. Um, and uh, yeah, you're going to need those are the, the other two heavy ball runners to do quite a bit of work as well. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think the, the Blues will have too much power for this team um, and, uh, and, and and lots of pace out wide. Sean Stevenson um, gets a bit uh, uh, 
can switch off during games a bit. So um, watch out on his wing for, for a try late on. Um, Sean Wainui, uh, look, I just feel sorry for the guy. He gets put at 13, he gets put at the wing, he, gets put, he just gets moved around the whole time. Um, it'd be nice to see him get a position. Uh, and a bit like Auburn Legend, maybe, one of those guys who's, who's too utility for his own good. Um, so, but, um, yeah, you've got to say that, yeah, the Blues should have too much power, I think, for this team. I think adding on to what you said about before for um, Sean Wainui getting his 50th Super Rugby cap, it's also shouldn't go without saying uh, to offer Toilinga Fassi, who will come off the bench for the Blues for his 100th uh, cap as well and become, what is he, the eighth Blues player to reach 100 games uh, for the franchise. So that will be uh, quite a big achievement for him as well. Yeah, what you said earlier about the different back rows, I think it's going to be key. You've got the Chiefs who are very um, around-the-park, ruck-dominant sort of back row, aren't you? Whereas the Blues... Although probably you probably consider themselves, you know, a bit of a menace there, but they're very bruisers, uh, they're cleaners, they're runners, uh, they like the glory sort of game, don't they? They're not going to do those things that just kind of change the game. You know, the, the, the invisible tasks that you see those guys do, that don't often get the credit that they do um, deserve. But I do agree with you. I think overall, I think the Blues will have enough to get through this fixture as a whole fixture. I think the Chiefs are a team that like to, well, don't like to play the full 80 minutes, and you often find there's a period of the game where they will fall asleep and, and fall off the game. And I think the Blues will be able to, will be good enough to punish that. Lineouts could be a key one here as well. I mean, obviously, we've lost mm-hmm. Kurt Eklund. Um, so uh, so can, will the Blues line out fire, um, um, fire properly um, with um, Tolai in there? Uh, also, um, Samasoni, yeah, hasn't, so yeah, it can be a bit of a, an, an erratic darts player. Um, so, and uh, with, um, uh, with Finau in there, uh, you've got to say that the Blues got an opportunity there to disrupt the uh, the Chiefs lineup. So both lineups could come under attack, um, which would be interesting. So I think, uh, uh, yeah, you say t- the turnover battle should, you'd expect the Chiefs to win that one. Uh, so where are the Blues going to get the ball? Um, the lineup could be one of those places. I did find it funny last week how they were singing the high praises of Samasoni Takiyaho, weren't they? How amazing he was. Good and overfield play. But boy, he's a questionable guy at his core roles of this, the, the lineup sort of side of things. And, um, yeah, just guys often get all the credit in the world for for making a few busts. And, and yes, he was game changing. He did really did lead from the front from that sort of aspect to the game. But for a hooker, is, is that sort of gameplay going to get you a higher honours or anything like that? I I would fear to think so. But uh, it does worry me when they do rave on about how great he is in those situations and and not the the key things that he actually does take part in. Oh look, once once he yeah, once he gets arrows right, he's he's, mm. he's an, an exception player. Um, and uh, you got to say, look, you've it doesn't matter how good your arrows are. If you're not a runner like Dane Coles or um, sure. uh, or or, or, or uh, Cody, Cody Taylor, Taylor nowadays, nowadays, you're not going to make the All Blacks. So uh, look, that's the, the, the core job now of a of a hooker is running, um, and that uh, the arrows come afterwards. So uh, you just got to make sure you get them. <laughs> that's the uh, get them right there. Yeah, that's so, so true as well. Yeah, we'll see how this one transpires. I think it could be an interesting game. Um, how much are you going the Blues to pick it up by? I'm going Blues by three. This is the one that I'm, uh, that I'm nervous about, and I think it's, it's going to be tight. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I, I'd love to see a Chiefs win. Uh, I would love to see it. It would be a great spectacle, especially if they did it like they did last week against the Canes, but I think the Blues will will grab it at the end. I think there's that little moment of lapse of concentration where they just lose their game. They could concede 14, 21 points, you know, three quick tries. The Blues are certainly capable of that and quick fire succession will be enough to turn this game around. So I'm going to Blues by just four points. Hopefully it'll be nice and tight and exciting. That's what we want to see as the fans of the game. Right, let's move into our final game. As always, we go, look at that, beautifully into time. 
Anything to add there? No, no. You look like you're saying you want to add there. Waratahs <laughs> and the Reds. Sorry, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll be. Li- I'll be live straight after the um, Highlanders Hurricanes with post match reaction on Friday night. I'm trying to get around my uh, uh, co um, hosts to try and uh, try and get one of them to do live post match reaction straight after the Chiefs versus the Blues. Say so I'm going to be at the game, so I can't do that. Um, so look out for those guys, folks. Uh, that's um, that live post match reaction straight after the final whistle of the uh, Super Rugby Aotearoa games. But Paul will be wrapped up in his little bed and asleep while we're enjoying the Waratahs um, get dismantled by the Reds. Let's be completely honest about this. I'll be driving back from Hamilton. (laughs) Listening to it. You can't listen to it on the radio anymore, can you? Do they still do it on the radio? Um, The The Waratahs and the Reds. Anyway, let's get into this one. Uh, Boy, oh boy. I mean, what can you say about this? Let's not worry about the Reds. The problems are the Waratahs, aren't they? They just don't. They just they're lost. I, I call them headless chickens. They run around like they've got no ideas whatsoever. But that was in the past. I think they're, they're bodiless and headless chickens. They're just a couple of little legs running around um, without any sort of idea what's going on half the time. Yeah, but look, okay, look, you you got to be um, uh, look. It, it's not the coach's fault in this one. I think mean, he's he's been given a squad that it just really is so inexperienced at this level that they that, mm-hmm. that um, he's in real that, that it's real trouble. Look, um, there was there was someone someone pulled out a stat that the other weekend when they played the force. Two of the force players had more international caps than the whole of the Waratahs team had Super Rugby caps. They had wow. more. Uh, so, um, uh, so yeah. So you've got to say that. Um, that yeah. The, the, the problem here is look. It's it's boys against it's, it's boys against men. Unfortunately for the Waratahs, at the moment they, 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 just, they just don't have. They, they, look, they've lost something like 50, something like twenty three interna- uh, twenty three um, um, internationals over the past. Uh, past two years, so it's no surprise really. Um, the uh, it looks like there's been uh, that some um, one of our favourite players, unfortunately, is is getting the blame and has dropped the bench, but um, which I think is unfair on him. Um, but this, um, yeah, you got to say that there's uh, that the Waratahs really just need to spend a few weeks just doing defence and and just saying, look, let's just try and do damage limitation for the rest of the season. And it's not getting any easier for them uh, heading into this one either because they have lost a couple of big players um, in the back row. Uh, Jack Dempsey and uh, Lockie Swinton have both been ruled out. So that's huge to lose guys like that. So when you look at this team, I mean, it's it's a bit of a struggle to find leaders, I guess you could say, uh, in this side to, to, to guide this team around. So let's go through this team. If, if you don't know someone, you're not the only one, but it's probably not quite that bad. Um at the front row, Harry Johnson Holmes, he wears the big number one. David Parecki wears two, and Tetra Faulkner at tight head wearing three. Sam Wikes comes in now, former force player, wasn't he? He's been around the traps a bit as old Sam Wikes. He comes in now with the Waratahs uh, alongside Sam Card. Hugh Sinclair comes in at six. Carlo Tizano, I think, has been one of the Jesus, leading lights of Australian rugby at the moment, if not just the Waratahs by themselves. He's there in seven again. Will Harris comes in at number eight. Jack Grant, Will Harrison in the halves. In the midfield, we get to see some returns. Isaiah Parisi comes back from his red card back in round one, wasn't he? He got suspended for, what, three matches? So he's finally back. And Lalakai Fakiti uh, joins him in that midfield. James Rams on the left wing. Alex Newsom back to the right. So there's all sorts of changes here. Ram back in and Jack Maddox, of course, going back to fullback because um, Paul's favourite player, Mark Nwanganitawazi, is uh, off to the bench. So he's, he's thankful he doesn't have to say that name. Um, he's not in the starting lineup tonight. Oh, this weekend, I should say. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, look, when your captain's you're on, on the wing, because uh, he's the only leader on the pitch to give the captaincy to, you know you're in trouble, right? Um, now, I don't know if this is just a matter of um, Rob Penny has gone. Um, right, folks, I'm not quite sure who these players are. So I'll, just, I'll have Sam and Sam in the my jersey, and I'll I'll have that Will Harris uh, that Will Harris uh, Harrison guy did pretty well. Oh, oh, is he at number eight? Will Harris? Will Harrison? That's is this how many? I just maybe getting uh, getting confused with the names of all these brand new plays he keeps getting given every week. Um, ah, look, uh, yeah, it's as you say, lack of leadership uh, and any experience. Okay, let's have a look at this Reds team. It's much the opposite for them, isn't it? Uh, especially with the changes they've made. Uh, Dane Zander wears one, but Brendan Pangomosa, who has been phenomenal off the bench over the last couple of weeks, starts this week in that hooker role, and Taliana Tupo completes their forward, uh, their front row, I should say. Ryan Smith is at four with Lucan Solakai Loto in the back row, Angus Scott Young, Fraser McWright, and Siru Uru wears number eight, I think, another uh, leading player. Uh, for the Reds this season. Tate McDermott, James O'Connor in the halves, Hunter Paisami, Jordan Pattaya, 12 and 13. Filippo Dalgunu returns on the left wing with Selassie Vainavalu on the right. And Jock Campbell is at fullback for the Reds. I tell you what, they look more and more dangerous, don't they? I'm a huge fan of Siru Iru. He is a phenomenal player, wearing number eight. He's been impactful off the bench. He's been impactful starting. He's a fantastic little player. Dalgunu's back. Um, everything is just going right for the Reds, isn't it? They they can't do any wrong right now. Yeah, I mean, sorry, you might, might feel a bit uh, a bit um, sorry for Bryce Haggerty getting dropped from the fifteen jersey. Um, the uh, whether he actually deserved that, I mean, but uh, perhaps just rotation there. Um, and that's yeah. Look, when you got Harry Harry Wilson, uh, Alex Maffey, uh, to come off that bench as well. You've got Hamish Stewart. You look that that's a strong bench um, there too uh, as, as well. But um, that's. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 could very easily be the Wallabies' back line, right? Add, 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 add Nick White in at nine and um, and uh, a, a fullback from somewhere, uh, and you've pretty much and that that could be uh, the I say the um, the, the Wallabies' ba- um, back line. So look, uh, this could turn into a cricket score. Let's be honest. Um, they they did it against um, uh, who did the Reds do it against in the first round? Gone blank, um, but. Um, Oh, against Waratahs. That's right, because obviously we've done. We've, oh, this is the second half. Yes, yes, we're in the second half. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, hey, that's good. <laughs> um, that's because they're, yeah, sharp. they're running one week ahead of the. Uh, um, look, it was forty-one-seven uh, in round one, and yeah, we, we we could be seeing something similar again because yeah, this 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 Reds team, uh, yeah, has, has got way too much class. Uh, that 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 pack will will push around the Waratahs pack, and then those backs will just um, yeah. Have some fun. Yep, uh, that's what we're going to see. Like I said, the, the bench was my next point. Uh, so much experience on there, but good to see some uh, new players coming on. You've got Sam Wallace uh, wearing 20, who will be in his debut as well. And Kenai uh, Thomas in 21, another one. So two debutants coming off the bench So for the Reds. So you've got um, plenty of guys coming through that system Actually, as well in the Reds. Yes. The only question, do they have a lock on the bench? So that could be the only problem. no. So yes, they've got they've got gone for two loose season, Harry Wilson and Sam Wallace. Um, so I guess mm. the, yeah, the only yeah, well, well but we Siru Uru can play second row as well. So they'll, they'll switch him from eight to, to second row if they need to, and, and bring Harry Wilson onto that back row. And yeah, Angus we, Scott Young we, as well could also move into that second. We are we are scratching around here for issues, okay? For problems. <laughs> um, so, um, but yes, yes, potentially the Reds might might only have a might might have to put a, a, a makeshift ish 
um, lock in, but unlikely. But yeah, but he's played. But they've played there before. So yeah, ah, oh, come on. Yep. No, this is um, uh, th- th- this is Reds all the way. How big's your margin? Come on, three dollars. I've only gone ten. Actually, I should have gone larger. To be honest, yeah, I'm going larger. <laughs> give me, give me the Reds plus seventeen. That's what I'm going for on this one on the road. Big thumper uh, to to round out the the weekend. There we go. How good is that? Hot to trot. Done another week of Super Rugby preview show. Um, big thanks, Paul, for coming on. Any final words you'd like to say about the weekend before we uh, dig into it? About 24, 6, 25 hours time or so. Look, I think we've, look, I think we, we, we now, well, it's what, we're, we're reaching the halfway point of Aotearoa. We're into the second half of um, AU. So, yeah, I think we know the relative standings of all the teams now. And I think we, it's kind of settled down, hasn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. And um, so I think it's now, it's... Uh, it's it's can anyone upset the apple cart from here on in is I guess is is the main question mark around this uh, because yeah we're 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 heading towards a um, rebels making the semi final and then the Reds and Brumbies in the final of the uh, of Super of AU um, and uh, we're heading towards towards a uh, Blues Blues Legion to the Crusaders in the final unless the uh, unless the Highlanders can can uh, can can claw back the gap but some. Um, yeah, let's just hope that, that that we that we well not for my not not for my three dollars on each game obviously because I don't want to uh, I, I want I want to I don't want to lose my money but um, but let's hope we do get a few upsets. It would open up the competition, wouldn't it? Or liven it up a little bit more. But I mean, at this stage, it looks like like you say we'll be handing the Reds. Possibly, I'll give it to the Reds. The Reds a trophy and the Crusaders a trophy um, in a few weeks' time. But um, yeah, Brumbies are certainly uh, within a shout. And I think the Blues on their day. Um, are a good enough side, but the Crusaders are too clinical. But we're going to the end of the season. This weekend, we'll just uh, make sure the $3 is kept safe uh, for Paul's bank account so he can afford to buy himself a coffee uh, next week. But that is it from us today. Big thanks to Paul for coming in, filling in from Shane, who will be back next week as well. The coffee's empty. See, look, it's all all bad news. Uh, hang on, hang on, uh, hang on. We, we've, oh, let's see, I've, I've gone to the wrong thing now. No, I've gone to, here we go, hang on. So, so because you can do this, there you go. Make yeah. sure Paul can buy a coffee. <laughs> so for anyone who's listening to the podcast, won't have any idea. Uh, but there's a link at the bottom there to support uh, Paul and New Zealand Sport Radio on Patreon. So go check that out um, if you can as well. So big thanks everyone for coming by and leaving your comments in the chat as per always. And we will see you all next week for the next round of Super Rugby Aotearoa and Super Rugby AU. But until then, thanks for watching and take care. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 